Mark 16, verses 1 through 12. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The following passages are not in the earliest manuscripts of the scriptures that we have. Verse 9. Now, when he rose on the first day of the week, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, for whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and that he had seen and he had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After these things, he appeared in another form to two of them as they were walking in the country. And they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So interesting uh, passage. Let, let's start with the part you read, Jeremy, sure. the part that is in the earliest manuscripts, and then we'll go to the part that, that I read. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the story of the resurrection mm -hmm. and um, this kind of famous passage. Why, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. um, um, he has risen. Um, yeah. And of course, it's just an amazing moment. What are your, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's something that we talk about often it's something that we look at in detail at least once a year um and 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 so it is just a fascinating passage and i mean different things stand out you know this time reading it you know who will roll away the stone like right yeah it's just a, like that's a great that's a great question who can who can roll away such a stone um the power of god and but the thing that stood out to me today is uh you know when he's answering kind of their questions and speaking to their feeling of alarm he says that jesus is doing what he said he would do <laughs> and he's going to galilee as he said he would do right like, yeah and so i just think that's very interesting like god's always doing what he said he would do mm. and and so is, and so is jesus and and so it's just it's just great to to see that and i think helpful to reflect on that yeah you know it is interesting i mean this has been said many times but that the the early witnesses to the resurrection are women mm -hmm. right if you were just making up a myth um, you would never make up, you would never, you, your, your case would not be strengthened in the first century to say, oh yeah, two women, um, are the ones that saw him. But of course we believe that this is the account because this is the account. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what, um, this is what really happened. Um, and, and again, I think the resurrection we do, we, we talk about it obviously a lot. We probably don't talk about it enough. We, mm -hmm. we talk about the death of Christ and him showing his love in the death but he shows his power in the resurrection right. that that he really is god that he really 
has overcome death, that he that he really has opened the door mm-hmm. to a new life and a new world. And and I think that that feels so kind of distant um, to us that live in this very reasonable and very materialistic world. Do, do Are we really the kind of people that believe mm-hmm. that a, a door to a new world, as it were, to a resurrected life with God, a new heavens and new earth, has been opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we really the kind of people that long to go through that door, that that long to enter into the rest of God? Um, or have we been satisfied by the very immediate, material, reasonable world that we, mm-hmm. we find ourselves in? And I yeah. think that really is a big question of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the satisfaction, the place of rest, where do we find that? And I mean, it's interesting, you know, it's like all these things took place on the Sabbath, you know, right before and um, pointing to our ultimate rest in, in what Christ has done. Right. Yeah. But then, um, we also, we looked to pow- we looked to certain interesting things for power, worldly things for power. And I was just reminded, you know, the, the Joseph there in the passage before, you know, he's kind of looking for the kingdom of God. And it reminded me of like, okay, in the beginning of Mark, you know, the, one of the first things that Jesus is noted saying is about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is at hand. And, right. and so one of the, the, the marks of God's kingdom is this power over death. Uh, there's, there's, there's power in his kingdom. That's right. Um, yeah. and, and this resurrection is, I mean, what kingdom and what King would it be if he was defeated by that death? And so we're, we're, we're being reminded here of the power of God, it's good. And the power of his kingdom, which should rub up against our temptations towards yeah, looking it, to it, other a, things. A new administration mm-hmm. has come. Yeah. Are you really on board with this administration? Are you mm-hmm. really on board with this new kingdom that has shown itself in power? Yeah. Now, I want to kind of move to the, the part that's a little spurious. Um, this was not in the early manuscripts. I think that this probably is not inspired Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead and say that, you know, I'll show my cards here. Uh, I think you can learn some things from these as you could any historical document. I'm not, I'm not even saying these documents aren't necessarily historically accurate or at least historically historically reflective, but I don't think that this should be in what we call the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just real quick, one thing that's, uh, before we talk about some of the content, some people might hear that and say, okay, so like, but it is in my Bible. Like, so what do I do? And something that's helped me is just to remember, okay, don't make any major doctrinal like right. interpretations or changes based on these verses. You know, you see them, you read them, but like if it's leading you to say something that is totally off base from things that Christians have believed for centuries, you know, that's that's one reason why we say this is not in the earliest manuscripts. It's it's not wise to base doctrine, major doctrine on these verses. Now, the part that we're going to read tomorrow actually has some things that are a little, you know, interesting. But today's part, I wouldn't say are troublesome passages mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't exactly know um, the story of Mary Magdalene and who she was or how many demons were cast out of her. But we can assume that there, you know, was a story there. And mm-hmm. this is speaking, the first part of the passage is speaking to Mary Magdalene. And then, I mean, I think that the second passage is the road to Emmaus, the, the mm-hmm. Emmaus kind right. of notion that we obviously have in Matthew. And, and we, we see this in other texts. And so, I, again, I don't think that these are like, oh, my gosh, strange things. I just think somewhere along the way someone was probably translating Mark 
and started adding in these few other little stories mm-hmm. um and they probably should not have. Right. Um, now, what, what is amazing, though, I think I'll use this as a word or time to kind of say this, is we have so many manuscripts that we can actually do this work. Mm-hmm. That These hand-copied manuscripts have were so regularly copied that we can know what really needs to be in and what doesn't need to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, and it's it's a great moment to reflect on just like, the reliability of scripture, and right? Like, I, like compared to other yeah. documents that people think are so reliable. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It, 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 you read something like this and you're like, Oh, can I trust any of the Bible? And I would say, no, actually this is one of these examples that should make you trust the Bible more. The fact that we have this much data to know this is really right. And this is not right. Um, I think is actually incredibly encouraging. Um, So an excellent passage, a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. The power of the kingdom has come and Mm -hmm. it has been displayed in the resurrection. For Jeremy Brooks, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.